what's more important, the outside or the inside? Find out on this episode of Inverse. Coming to you from Silver Spring, Maryland, welcome to Inverse, a Bible-based conversation on life principles, contemporary issues, and thought-provoking perspectives. Now here's your host, Justin Kim, with Inverse. Hey, welcome everyone. You're watching Inverse. We're in the studio with my friends here. We're in a 13-week segment talking about God's will. If you're wanting to join us in our Bible studies, you can go to inversebible.org and study with us. We have a week-to-week study guide and the Bible verses that you can write and study and questions. It's great for Sunday school, Sabbath school, Monday school, Tuesday school, whatever school you go to. It's great for those kind of Bible studies. So, going to Matthew chapter 23. Uh, Matthew chapter 23. And Sebastian, can you pray for us? Yes, let us pray. Our Father, we are so privileged to be able to study your word this morning. Um, We ask, Father, for your guidance and for your instruction. And Jesus promised that when he, the Spirit of God, is come, he will guide us into all truth. May the sweet, sweet Spirit do just that now as we open your word is our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Let's go to Matthew chapter 23, verse 13 through 30. And Callie, can you start reading from verse 13 to verse 13? Okay. But woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you shut up the kingdom of heaven against men, for you neither go in yourselves, nor do you allow those who are entering to go in. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you devour widows' houses, and for a pretense make long prayers. Therefore, you will receive greater condemnation. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you travel land and sea to win one proselyte, and when he is one, you make him twice as much a son of hell as yourselves. Woe to you, blind guides, who say, Whoever swears by the temple, it is nothing, but whoever swears by the gold of the temple, he is obliged to perform it. Fools and blind, for which is greater, the gold or the temple that sanctifies the gold? And whoever swears by the altar, it is nothing, but whoever swears by the gift that is on it, he is obliged to perform it. Fools and blind, for which is greater, the gift or the altar that sanctifies the gift? Therefore, he who swears by the altar, swears by it and by all things on it. He who swears by the temple, swears by it and by him who dwells in it. And he who swears by heaven, swears by the throne of God and by him who sits on it. Okay, verse 23, Jonathan, you can pick up there. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you pay tithe of mint and anise and cumin and have neglected the weightier matters of the law, justice and mercy and faith. These you ought to have done without leaving the others undone. Blind uh, blind guides who strain out a gnat and swallow a camel. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you cleanse the outside of the cup and dish, but inside they are full of extortion and self-indulgence. Blind Pharisees, first cleanse the inside of the cup and dish, that the outside of them may be clean also. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you are like whitewashed tombs, which indeed appear beautiful outwardly, but inside are full of dead men's bones and all uncleanness. Even so, you also outwardly appear righteous to men, but inside you are full of hypocrisy and lawlessness. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, because you build the tombs of the prophets and adorn the monuments of the righteous and say, if we had lived in the days of our fathers, we would not have been partakers with them 
in the blood of the prophet. Okay, we'll stop there. I mean, it's a long passage, but if you're following along, it's a pretty heavy, heavy passage. So yeah. I won't spoil. What, what are some observations that you see right off the bat? Uh, one being quite obvious, but uh, <laughs> what do you see? Well, here, two, uh, one kind of macro, one more specific. Yes. One macro is just blasting them for doing things that look good but aren't actually. Yes. Um, and... I mean, what really sticks out to me is always verse 15. 15. Of you travel land and sea to win someone, and then when you do, you make them twice as much of a son of hell as you are. Mm. Like, those mm. are some strong words. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is not the teddy bear loving hippie Jesus. This is not uh, the teddy bear the flower Jesus. In the flower in the gun here. I mean, That's right. This is blast Jesus in yeah. full mode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, we have to understand that okay. Jesus here is trying to uh, reach... Uh, the leading religious class uh, of his time. And he has tried to reach them for a long time. And they are in a situation where they understand, well, they think they understand the scriptures. They know the scriptures. They've memorized it. And outwardly, they are living out Mm. uh, all these things. Mm -hmm. But Jesus sees through all of that pretense and sees the condition of their heart and sees the the danger they are in. Mm-hmm. And so he has to use these strong words to penetrate the pride that they are trapped in. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Jesus is, this is an action of love. Mm-hmm. Um, but he has to be strong to reach them in their condition. Mm-hmm. I think that word is, is important, just to mm-hmm. capitalize on your point. He says, woe to you. That's, mm-hmm. that's repeated a bazillion times yeah. here. Yeah. Yeah. We don't use that word today. But he's not saying shame to you, shame to you, and trying to rebuke them and, and blast in a negative way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The woe is a sadness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, It's sad for you, and, and you're not getting it. And so the blast, is there a redemptive blasting, if, mm-hmm. <laughs> if you can do it that yeah. way? Yes. I was yeah. going to say, I've heard two different um, like audio books, mm. audiobooks of this, mm-hmm. and you can have the like the super, like, woe to you, scribes mm-hmm. and Pharisees. But it can also can be... Can you do one more time? I think we missed the recording of that. <laughs> Go ahead and Woe preach. to you, scribes <laughs> and Pharisees. Yes. But it could also be like, Woe to you, yeah. blind guides, yeah, yeah, and it's yeah. just like a pleading, mm, like a, yeah. like kind of you said, like a more heartfelt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and I mean, and if you look at that, even by the end, when you get to verse thirty-seven, he says, "O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the one who kills the prophets and stones yeah. those who are sent her, how often I would I wanted to gather you your children together mm-hmm. as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings." Yeah, that lament takes its apex right yeah. there with Jerusalem, That's right. Jerusalem, double double in, invocative, as they say, yeah. Jerusalem, mm-hmm. Jerusalem. Invocative. When God calls your name twice. I Something mean, is up. <laughs> serious. Uh, okay, so we looked at the pattern there, mm-hmm. and then what is actually Jesus saying there? What There is a commonality in each of the examples that God uses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, when you get towards the end, you see that he, he goes in verse 23, and he says, Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you pay tithe of mint and anise and cumin and have neglected the weightier matters of the law, justice, mm-hmm. mercy, and faith. Mm-hmm. These you ought to have done without leaving the others undone. Mm-hmm. So then he goes, proceeds into a inside and out issue, mm-hmm. right? You cleanse the outside of the cup, but you should have cleansed the inside of the cup. Mm-hmm. You are a nice, beautifully decorated tomb, but yet inside your dead man's bones. Mm-hmm. So here we see that he's dealing with the outer and the inner experience of these religious leaders mm-hmm. that he's addressing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and just to harp on that a little bit, he's not even blasting them for doing these good things on the outside. It's mm-hmm. just to the neglect mm-hmm. of what's mm-hmm. on the inside. Mm-hmm. So we have this battle in our, in our day. A lot, of, a lot of young people that we minister to, to they always say, hey, I want to be, I don't want to be fake. Have you ever heard right. that? I don't want to yes. be a poser. Hey, I want to, yeah, authentic is, is what Jonathan's always saying. Always, Always. No, authentic and relevant. <laughs> I want to be real. I don't want to be mm-hmm. fake. 
And so the emphasis is, and, and that's rightfully so, but there's always on the inside, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, and then there's other generations about, hey, we don't care what's going on the inside. Hide as it. long as it's on the hide it, yeah. as long as everything is out good on the outside, that's good. all that, don't, don't mm-hmm. bother me with your inner junk, mm-hmm. yeah? Yeah. Um, we, we, we say it's generational, but it also can be yeah, intra-generational uh, yeah. yeah. as That's well. right. Yeah. Which is more important? Hmm. <laughs> I would go to verse 26. Verse 26 you go to. Where it says, Blind Pharisee, first cleanse the inside of the cup and dish. Mm. The outside of them may be clean also. Mm -hmm. Because it doesn't just say, cleanse the inside of the cup, full stop. Mm -hmm. But it says, cleanse it, and then also the outside will be clean also. So it's both of them. Both of them are important. Mm -hmm. Not to the exclusion of either one. Where, where Where do we see forms of of faking, uh, fakery in, within the church, within in Christianity. Well, I mean, think about, think about, you know, when you're, you're, if you're a part of a, a, a church group or a youth group or something, and it's like, it seems as if certain behaviors are being exalted as high virtues. Mm. And you say like, oh, this person doesn't do this. And that's why they're like the leader and everybody respects them. Because you know, in your heart that if I, if I let these people know that I'm actually practicing this very thing, that they're all exalting and saying, oh, yeah, you know, if you do this or you don't do this, then I'm going to hide it. I'm going to pretend. I'm going to fake because human nature wants to be accepted. There's not a person alive that doesn't want to have a sense of belonging. Mm -hmm. But when you feel like you're you're in a space within a religious group that I'm having to pretend, Mm -hmm. you're going to end up falling into what they call the imposter syndrome, Mm -hmm. where it's like eventually I'm going to be found out. They're going to find out that actually you're not that person. Mm -hmm. And so then you never really get the benefits, even though you're faking it, to make it right inside the group. Mm-hmm. Why? Why is it so bad? What, what I'm gathering from what you're, you guys are saying is both are really needed. Yeah. Uh, but you're pointing out that Jesus says there's actually an order of things: first the inside, mm-hmm. and then the outside, which is actually a pretty cool insight. Uh, but what what is so bad about just hey, I'll just Jesus change the inside. I don't I don't have to worry about the outside. What's wrong with that? Or hey, I'll just deal with the outside, and Jesus will deal with the inside in His own time. Or let's not even talk about the inside. What's what's wrong with bifurcating those yeah. two? Right. I, I mean, we with our Greek mindset, we like to separate things oh, and categorize okay. things. Yes. Mm. Uh, I'm a Greek. But from the biblical, the the, the Hebrew yes. mindset is a holistic, a holistic. perspective. So mm-hmm. inside and outside, it goes together. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, especially when you look in the Old Testament, there is not. I mean, there's talk about the inside a lot mm-hmm. but there's also a lot about action mm-hmm. and yeah. so but in, in the Hebrew mindset action and, and the heart it goes together mm-hmm. you cannot mm-hmm. separate the two mm-hmm. like exactly. if you believe in something you will live a certain oh, way but just maybe yeah. to add more information though here to, to the conundrum I mean he's yeah. talking to the Pharisees yes. the scribes these guys are Hebrew mindset of That's the right. Hebrew mindsets yes. Yeah. Yes. so and they're they're bifurcating the two That's what I, think. Right. The, I mean the issue is just revealed in their lives yes. this is what happens when you yes. bifurcate the two okay yeah, 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 yeah. yes yes I love it Okay, so, separate. <laughs> so this, I mean, when you want to separate it, the, like scribes and Pharisees, that's what you get when you separate it. So mm-hmm. it's not even like, oh, you shouldn't do that. It's like you literally cannot. Mm-hmm. You, it is impossible to separate them. Mm-hmm. So if you are truly changed on the inside, you have to be changed on the outside. Mm-hmm. It's not but like, you, I just don't want to. You can't. You, you have to. Like, mm-hmm. that's just that's it's what happens. It's a natural outgrowth of the it's inside. What happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. To be, and to be even fairer, right, when you come back to the issue of the gospel, if you're just purely depending on human nature and human ability and works, mm-hmm. then you're always going to focus on the one that you feel like you have the most control and power over right. to the neglect of the other. Mm-hmm. But you see, when you come to the gospel and it's the recognition of Jesus that I need Jesus to do for me what I cannot do, mm-hmm. a works mindset that doesn't want to accept righteousness through Christ by faith 
is always going to gravitate towards external forms because mm -hmm. yeah. I can control what I show. I can control what I present. I'm almost like an actor on stage. And Which yet, is what the word hypocrite means. An exactly. Actor on stage with a mask. Yes. So it's like, well, I'm going to do this. Why? Because um, we used to say, you know, in acting, when I used to do theater, that um, hypocrisy pays compliment to virtue. So nobody pretends to be something that's not going to be rewarded externally, right? I'm not going to pretend to be hard when everybody's like, we're all Christian here. Mm -hmm. And so that's why I think the, the, the separation issue always arises. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We come back after the break. We're going to look at how does the inside impact the outside and in what avenues does the, does the fruit of the inside come out? So stay with us. Has Inverse been a blessing to you? Do you have questions, comments, or feedback you'd like to leave us? Find us on social media by searching Inverse Bible on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or YouTube. While there, join us, like us, heart us, thumbs up us. Our handle again is Inverse Bible, no spaces. Now, back to the discussion. Hey, welcome back. We're going to go to another passage where Jesus is talking about the insides and outsides, and that's in Sermon on the Mount. Let's go to Matthew chapter 5. Mm -hmm. Matthew chapter 5. And Jonathan, can you read mm -hmm. uh, some verses there? What uh, verses do you want me to chapter read? Chapter 5, 21? verse 21. <laughs> yeah, 21. Yes. Starting in 21. You have heard that it was said to those of old, you shall not murder, and whoever murders will be in danger of the judgment. But I say to you that whoever is angry with his brother without a cause shall be in danger of the judgment. And whoever says to his brother, Raka, shall be in danger of the council. But whoever says, you fool, shall be in danger of hellfire. It will stop there. Mm -hmm. All right, uh, Sebastian, can you start reading from verse 27? Yes, you have heard that it was said to those of old, you shall not commit adultery. But I say to you that whoever looks at a woman to lust for her has already committed adultery with her in his heart. Okay, so this is the theme really of Jesus' sermon, right? Yes. And what's going on here? Give us some, some uh, preach, so, preach, preach Jesus' pre <laughs> uh, preaching. <laughs> so I was talking about that the issue that you might see of like murder or of adultery, the issue is actually one of the heart. Mm -hmm. And the same way you might have a reaction of someone committing adultery, like that's the worst, someone committing someone, that's the worst. Like, no, the actual, <laughs> like that's, that, that's, that's the, the worst. <laughs> I'm going to remember that for Leave the rest of alone. the day. Leave me alone, compatriot. Okay. <laughs> so it, the, the issue starts in the heart. And the same way you would react to yourself, like, I can't believe I killed someone, mm. that should be the response of, I can't believe I'm thinking this way. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's how deeply, it's not just, oh, I didn't kill someone, so I'm good. Yeah. Like, no, even our reactions and our thought patterns, that is, that should be guarded by Christ He's really well. kind of inverting, in, inverse, yeah, inverting yeah. the <laughs> religion. Because yeah. religion is always about external change and external, yeah. which it's, it's humanly possible to yeah. do external change. Mm -hmm. yes. yeah. uh, I went to, I went to visit a, a, I can't say which country, a former communist country. Mm -hmm. And they were saying, we have no need for your religion. We have no adultery here. We don't lie here. We don't have any cheating here. And I'm like, how is it? Like, oh, we, we, our government pushes us to, for righteousness. We achieve purity because if you commit any of these things, you die. Mm. Right. Oh, so there's goodness. just there's just so we have no need of your religion. Okay. But and, and, and in an external sense, we're like, hey, that's that's pretty crazy. Mm -hmm. Right. right? Yeah. But in an internal sense, I mean, all these things are there, but human beings yeah. can yeah. have made it down to an art to yes. change the outcome. And we have to we have to step away from this mindset that God wants morality. No, mm. God wants righteousness mm. Mm. Yeah. and righteousness is of the heart. Yes. And that's where we come back to that, you know, that age old Christian hymn that says my hope is built on nothing less mm -hmm. but Jesus blood and righteousness. Right. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly lean on Jesus name. That whole concept is 
trying to say that on Christ the solid rock I stand. Mm -hmm. All other ground is seeking sin. So the government can move you forward. Oh, I'm no. not trying to oh, rise. Like, <laughs> all right, all right. And the again. But the, the whole idea here is that Jesus is, is establishing for them as he started the passage with is you need a righteousness greater than the Pharisees. Yes. Yeah. They have a great external yes, behavior, yes. but internal is where true righteousness is found and yeah. only Jesus can change that. I want to flip to really quick. I don't know, let's go to Isaiah 58 <laughs> in the Old Testament. Mm -hmm. Isaiah 58 and just playing the other counterpart here oh. to this. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, everyone's like, of course, it's all about the inside. But there's also where a value to the outside mm -hmm. as well. So Isaiah 58, verses 2 through 4. And Jonathan, if you don't mind reading those sure. three verses. Yet they seek me daily and delight to know my ways as a nation that did righteousness and did not forsake the ordinance of their God. They ask of me the ordinances of justice. They take delight in approaching God. Why have we fasted, they say, and you have not seen? Why have we afflicted our souls, and you take no notice? In fact, in the day of your fast, you find pleasure and exploit all your laborers. Indeed, you fast for strive and debate and to strike with the fist of wickedness. You will not fast as you do this day to make your voice heard on high. Okay, so how, in a sense, is this the counterpart, uh, both saying the same thing, yeah. but on the emphasis on another side? The yeah. same way of, so this, there is an ex an externalizing of your faith and of your devotion to God and um, not doing that. So just kind of, we said earlier, like keeping it to yourself, like, mm -hmm. well, I don't need to fast. I need to sacrifice. I need to even commune with God in any kind of meaningful way because God knows my heart and it's all mm -hmm. inside. Right, right. But there are, there are benefits even for ourselves, not just because there is like the witnessing part, right? So you can see my faith. But even of reacting upon ourselves, right. of externalizing what we have come to believe in. Now. Right, right. Mm -hmm. So yeah. let me. This sets up the conversation from this point on. Mm. Uh, where are areas that we see in our generation today where we're like, yeah, it's all about the inside, and I don't need to focus on the outside. The church focused too much on the outside, and how we find that balance mm. and some some healing, a, a, a biblical uh, ground yeah. uh, for all that. Mm -hmm. well, Callie and then Sebastian. Okay. Cool. Um, my mind goes straight to something that I think is very controversial for my generation, mm. and that is just how we dress, mm -hmm. how we how we look, uh, maybe music we listen to. Mm -hmm. And it does sometimes come as a backlash to maybe showing up at church with the best thing someone has, and people are like, that's not appropriate, you should go home. Yes. And that's not the best way to handle that either. Yes. Um, but we eschew those kind of situations. Yeah, but exactly. But the issue is still like of it is best to dress modestly and simply yes. and tastefully and things like that. And um, there is not merit like it makes us more like doesn't make Jesus love us more. Right. But there is a better way to present ourselves and present our faith. Right. But sometimes we've been so burned by it that's just like yes. no, it doesn't matter. You can do anything. Yes. It's like technically, yeah, Jesus loves you. But, like, that's not the best. And we're not here to what can I get away with, but what is the best way to honor the God who crafted me? Yeah. Um, and I think a lot of times we do just like, well, God knows my heart. God knows my heart. God yes. Knows my heart. Yeah. Like, he does. Cool. But, yeah. like, yeah. show your faith to other people. And I, I honestly think it's when we don't want to to live by certain standards. I mean, if we don't understand them, like we need to understand them. But if we just don't want to, it just comes from a place of selfishness. Yeah, exactly. I want to do what I want to do. And if you're judging me, you're being judgmental. Yeah. It's like, no, Jesus gave us these things because he wants us to live a better life. And mm -hmm. it's just selfishness that keeps us from yeah, that. Yeah, no, I, I know a particular sister who, who went to church. And it made the Korean subculture churches do this. So it's, it's uh, <laughs> she came 
and as a, as a as a honor of how much we love you and care for you and we're paying attention to you and that we see you, oh, no. mm-hmm. they make comparisons to where what you're looking now to the last time they saw you, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Mm. So the sister came in and and you know the the church ladies came in like, hey, so good to see you gained so much weight since the last time I saw you. <laughs> Which in the Western culture, if you're familiar with, you never do. You uh, never do right. that to a female. Trust me. <laughs> but but she got burned from that experience, yeah. And I'm sure we, can, we have a bazillion other stories of other right. people got burned from, and we have probably burned others. I know I have. I'm so sorry for those who have been burned by my dumb comments. Uh, but then we've also <laughs> been burned by other people. Mm. Yeah. Yes. But the whole point of church and religion and spirituality and this God Bible, this whole thing, yeah. is that every day we need to burn ourselves through, uh, burn our eyes on Jesus, mm-hmm. yeah? Not burn in a, in a bad way, Correct. but Jesus overwhelmingly becomes the center of our attention. Mm-hmm. That when we go to church and someone says, you're fat, you're skinny, you're short, you're tall, you're ugly, we're like, okay, well, God bless you, and you move on. Because <laughs> yeah. there's, there's a larger burn effect, if you will, uh, yeah. burning, our, you know, burning our retinas on the image of Jesus. You see Jesus everywhere. <laughs> yeah. 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 Get it? Yeah. You know, yeah. when the Bible says in Jeremiah 17 that, you know, the heart is deceitful and wicked. Mm. So desperately wicked. Desperately wicked. That's really, right. as you said, we need the righteousness of Christ in our hearts. We need yes. a transformation from the inside out. Yes. But there is a tendency, uh, especially maybe in more conservative circles of Christianity, that you focus so much on almost being a monk on the inside, on the inside, that but you don't let it penetrate to the outside. Mm. You're mm-hmm. constantly focusing on how wicked you are instead of focusing on Jesus who wants to change you. Mm-hmm. And so as you focus on Christ, naturally things will change. Amen. Jesus mm-hmm. promises the Holy Spirit and the fruit of the Spirit yeah. will come forth. So these, these, these changes that we talk about in dress and in the way we handle money and the way we handle relationships, yeah. they will come forth if we focus yeah. on Christ instead of I don't of know if that's necessarily a conservative thing too. I was going to say that sounds more like uh, the other side, the uh, the left side of the church, mm-hmm. conservatives are all about the externality in a mm-hmm. certain sense. Right. But I mean, both sides, wherever you are, are, are away from Jesus, yeah, yeah and right. need some need some Jesus in their life. I went to one church, and the guy said, "How dare you wear a tie mm-hmm. in the presence of God? You know, you're supposed to come as you are. You're all pretentious wearing your tie." <laughs> so I went to another church without my tie, and said, "How dare you come to church without your tie? Yeah. You yeah. wear your best." So it's. But the externality <laughs> is just a mere mm-hmm. reflection of what's going you know, on the inside. I, I think another area is the area of health. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. We, we oftentimes like to think that our health decisions are not something that is connected to our spirituality and our okay. walk with God. Oh, here comes the health talk. Okay, and, mm-hmm. and I remember I was, <laughs> I was flying to a particular country I'm not going to name. Mm. And when I arrived... Naming countries. Uh, the, uh, <laughs> you don't want to get emails from them. <laughs> no, I don't want to get emails. Learn lessons. So when I arrived, they picked me up from the airport. It was about 4.15 p.m., 5 p.m. Yeah. And so we get in the car and they're like, oh, you know, Brother Sebastian, thank you so much for joining us, da 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 And uh, we know that uh, you don't eat after 5 o'clock. So we did not have any dinner for you. And I said, who told you I don't eat after 5 o'clock? Well, I'm hungry. And they were like, well, uh, we just assumed uh, that, you know, in the Bible, you know, you want to have temperance and all things. I was like, yeah, it's temper to eat. <laughs> and, and so we're, we're having this conversation. And they're like, well, uh, okay, sure. There's a subway here or there's a Chinese restaurant, you know, but uh, Chinese is probably, probably kind of heavy at 5 o'clock. And I was like, no, I want the Chinese. <laughs> <laughs> and so... It's like Stop this whole, <laughs> and, and so there's this, this whole sense that, yes, 
health is an important element of our yes. spiritual walk, but I think sometimes it, it gets to the point where we believe in righteousness by tofu or, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, oh, yeah, as long as I'm eating this type of food, I'm sorry, <laughs> but us. this is Tell true. <laughs> People think that because I'm eating this way, I'm going to get into heaven, right? Yes. And no, there's going to be some vegans and vegetarians burning in hell, unfortunately, mm. um, not because of Jesus's lack of effort to save, mm. but because sometimes we're so focused on this element as if that is the very test that I, that should gain me access. That's mm-hmm. my platinum card to get into the kingdom of heaven. Mm-hmm. And at the mm-hmm. same turn, <laughs> say a different turn. Never mind. Anyways, on the other <laughs> side of sometimes we think that um, it doesn't matter that how we how we treat our bodies. It, it's just kind of like, well, this is kind of what I crave. This is what I want. So like, I'm just gonna live the way I want to. Mm. Um, but how how much taking care of our bodies actually enables us to have clearer minds and and serve God. And I mostly just want to say this because I used to think it was like unnecessary of just the health of the health message and just like taking care of your body. Like yeah. And I do think part of it that God has given us this, again, not just because, like, I want you to eat this way or I want you to live this way because it's good for you. But, like, it's good for you. You actually will actually enjoy life more. But at the same time, that's just the balance of, like, you're not saved by tofu or by <laughs> veganism or by broccoli. But it's still you'll still live a better life if mm-hmm. you do eat in a better way. we to ask ourselves the question, if we're not representing Christ on the outside, mm-hmm. who are we yeah. uh, representing? Who are we obsessed yeah. in representing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a question that seems to be uh, foremost. And, and let's think about it again, coming back to a relationship. Mm. You know, it's it's always ironic that I remember having a conversation with my wife recently and I'm saying, oh, yeah, babe, you know, I will allow this. And of course, I'll, I'll support this. And it was interesting that in my heart, I'm saying I support this. But my wife is like, but that's not the behaviors and the actions I'm seeing. Mm. Mm-hmm. Your actions suggest you don't support. Mm. But yet in your heart, you're like, oh, I support. I. And so in, in the same sense, it's like. How can other people who are watching my my relationship, how can the person I'm in the relationship with be able to perceive? And I think we do God an injustice because God sees. We say, oh, he knows my heart. Mm -hmm. But what about the people who aren't God? Yeah. that can't see your heart mm-hmm. how do they see that you actually yeah. love jesus mm-hmm. and how do they see you're making decisions because yeah. of that relationship and the very the very times that i've made these big decisions have come from conviction like i'm convicted from reading the bible or something but then i see it in someone's life and i'm mm. like man i want that mm. and so god like <laughs> confirming his word like look what this looks like and that's what even draws me to live my abundant life in christ mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know my my grandmother would always say <laughs> i i his <laughs> grandmother <laughs> I Ellis. see better than I can hear, right? So she says, you know... Your family has Sebastian. all these little little sayings. So it's like, oh... Write a, write a book and yeah, have magnets on your refrigerator. So it's like, oh, Sebastian, <laughs> take out the trash. And you're like sitting there playing video games and you're like, she's like, didn't I tell you to take out the trash? Yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Well, I see better than I can hear. Yeah. I hear you saying you're going to take it out, <laughs> yeah. but I see the trash is still in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. We struggle sometimes okay. with... Um, putting those things that we believe in and that are in our hearts that come from God into actions. Yeah. And that's what I encourage us in Philippians 2, uh, 13. It says, For it is God who works in you both mm-hmm. to will and to do for His good pleasure. Mm-hmm. God wants to empower us to mm-hmm. bring forth the, the righteousness He pours into our hearts into actions in our lives. And He gives us the promise that He will do it for us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. As God that works in you mm-hmm. comes out of you. Hopefully you've been blessed by today's conversation about God's will. Sometimes we give these excuses. It's all about the inside. It's all about the outside. But we're seeing, we're seeing a holistic picture, not a Greek picture, but mm-hmm. a holistic Greek picture. It's about the inside first coming out, whether it's dress, diet, finances, entertainment, lifestyle, or whatnot. Let's all represent Jesus Christ. God bless you. We'll see you next week here on Inverse. You've been listening to Inverse 
a Bible-based conversation with Callie Williams, Israel Ramos, Jonathan Walter, Sebastian Braxton, Siku Dako, and your host, Justin Kim. Inverse is brought to you by The Hope Channel, television that changes lives. For this and more inspiring episodes, visit inverse.hopetv.org. Find us on social media, hashtag InverseBible. Until next time, this is Inverse.